This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Also, I want to wish all of you a very happy Thanksgiving. I have with me special guest Matt Shea. He retired 12 years, state representative, former House of Republican Caucus Chair. Currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. Resides with his wife, Victoria, in Spokane Valley, Washington. He's also an allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom and affiliated attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, welcome back, Matt. Well, thanks for having me back on. I really appreciate your patience, too. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, Matt. You've been a good ally, a good friend. We've done many good things as far as trying to keep America free over the years together. I want to talk a little bit about this Kyle Rittenhouse case in Wisconsin. Now, the news media and even the president of the United States got involved with uh, with verbal comments and totally Inappropriate, you know, and and yet they they, they were basically trying to frame him. Uh, Matt, why don't you uh, give me your view on this? Well, jury tampering is always wrong, and it wasn't just the statements made publicly by leaders, but also uh, it was the MSNBC reporter chasing the bus that the jury was in. These, these are the kind of third world uh, intimidation tactics that we would never expect to see in America. And the fact is, those people know better than to do that. This was done intentionally, was done intentionally to try to intimidate the jury. Obviously, if it wasn't, there wouldn't be an investigation into it right now. So while they deserve the presumption of innocence, uh, there seems to have clearly been an intentionality behind this and the making of these statements. And I hope that... uh, Kyle Rittenhouse sues the president, sues MSNBC, and everybody else in between that tried to uh, put out falsehoods and and frame this young man who has now been found not guilty. One of the interesting parts of this, I thought as well, was that they were putting out blatant falsehoods in some media outlets that said, for example, that the people that were shot were black, or that a person that was shot, that he wasn't even shot, wasn't even part of the initial altercation, and, and there was a, what appeared to be an intentional uh, 
disinformation campaign on the part of some mainstream media, which is extremely troubling. And analyzing this from a military perspective and an intelligence perspective, you would, again, see these kind of things in, in third world countries to attempt to destabilize a society uh, and, and make it right for some sort of a, a, a takeover by communists. And, and that's really, I think, part of what we're seeing is an intentional disinformation campaign to undermine the fabric of society, and thank God some American jurors of all uh, ethnicities and, uh, and uh, I believe, persuasions really delivered justice with that verdict. It was just a, it was a beautiful thing to see. Well, you're absolutely correct. But we, we also saw this same thing going on by the news media and the Democrats before the presidential campaign as far as the election and uh, when they they defended Black Lives Matter and Antifa and never would uh, charge him with what they were doing, rioting and burning and looting and, and just constantly defended them. So we've seen this where where that same government, so to speak, the, the Democrats and, and Joe Biden, Obama, Clinton, and, and the list goes on, they defended anarchy. They defended lawlessness. They lied about Black Lives Matter. They lied about Antifa. And now they're, they lied about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, it, it, what terrifies the communists is that Americans will defend themselves and will do so even if it risks jail time. They will do it and rather put themselves in front of 12 jurors then bury, you know, be buried by six pallbearers. The, the communists are so afraid that Americans will stand up on the right of self-defense and that Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty. I, I know it has sent shudders through the community because they realize Americans aren't just going to sit back and let them burn and loot cities. Regardless of whether those people are prosecuted, like they should be prosecuted, but they're not being, that Americans will defend their property, will defend their lives. And I, I want to just speak very quickly on the biblical principle behind this, because I've, as you have heard, Christian pastors try to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse as if he, he did something wrong biblically. This issue was formally settled in the church in 732 A.D., with the Battle of Tours, France, when Charles Martel had the discussion, if we continue to allow these types of things to happen, in that case he was talking about Muslim armies rampaging across uh, France, uh, southern France and northern Spain, he said if we allow them to continue to rape and pillage and murder and destroy, and we don't stop it, we don't come against this physical manifestation of evil, that we will then become complicit in that sin. And so there's a lot of Christians out there that are not solidified on where the right of self-defense is in the Bible, and I would just uh, turn you to Esther's chapter 8 and 9, and in the book of Esther, God delivered the Jewish people through the right of self-defense and being well-armed against the physical manifestation of evil. That is really what I think we're facing in our time we're starting to see this physical manifestation more and more, and it is okay to be a Christian that stands your ground and does not let that evil continue. 
You know, Matt, in the last two weeks, I sent out uh, two news articles, part one and part two, uh, titled, Is Self-Defense Justified for a Christian? Did you get those articles? I did. I, I saw them, yes. Yeah, you need to really read them because it, it covers all of this. Uh, I'll go. Uh, just uh, I'll read you a paragraph in part one. It says, Many Christians are very confused over a believer's responsibility in the areas of self-defense, a righteous war, justifiable homicide, legal execution, etc. When the church does not understand a Christian's rights and responsibilities in those areas, they become a needless victim. Many Christians become pacifists, failing to become the protector of their home and nation. In these cases, the believers are not persecuted for righteousness' sake, but instead for ignorance. And I go on to read, uh, what does the Bible say about retaliation or vengeance? Matthew 5, 38 through 42. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, give him your coat. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go two. Give those who ask you and do not turn away from those who want to borrow from you. And I go into explaining, you know, they were under that Roman jurisdiction. And if a Roman courier wanted you to go one mile, Jesus said, go two. Why? Because you're obligated to obey them. You were under their control. They could execute you on the spot, just like they forced uh, the guy to pick up the cross and, and carry it for Jesus. But yet, you know, Bonhoeffer and Watchman Nee and others, they resisted evil. But when they were captured, and in prison, then they showed such of the love of God to their captors that their captors were willing to help them escape, even though they refused not to get them in trouble. And they willingly, with the joy of the Lord, went to their death, realizing they had eternal life. But again, uh, I go into this in part one and two. Is self-defense justified for a Christian? And uh, I'll tell you what. The church needs to understand this, like you said. We need to understand our God-given rights, and we wouldn't be in this mess. We would not be in this mess. And in fact, one of uh, Satan's greatest ploys, the evil one's greatest ploys, is to try to make us think that he doesn't really exist, or we shouldn't do anything about it. And I'm just, I'm going to not, I don't use this word lightly, but I believe pacifism is one of the greatest heresies that has come into the church in modern times. And it, it, once again, it was introduced to the church in modern times in the 15 and 1600s through the Lutheran movement, when, again, Islamic hordes were coming into Eastern Europe, and this idea that we just, it's God's judgment, we don't need to do anything, that is not the standard that God says standard is we should love our neighbor, and greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friend, and he lay down your life for your friend in the cause of standing up against evil, both in the spirit and in the physical, where that physical manifestation occurs. Well, I totally agree, and, and the early church, Matt, the early church, as you well know, knew this. That's why we have our freedom. Uh, the American Revolution, the Black Robe Brigade, uh, you, you get into ministers standing behind the pulpit, taking off their robes, grabbing their muskets, and becoming the officers in the American Revolution for freedom, for liberty. And, and that's why we have a free country. 
But again, these two articles I have, part one and part two, goes into self-defense, a righteous war, a legal execution, justifiable homicide. Uh, we're not supposed to sit back and watch our wife being raped and our children being abused. Uh, that is not God's intent. It is not. Actually, I heard a, uh, I heard a situation where a pastor was asked if somebody knocked on your door and asked where your wife is to come in and rape her, would you let that happen? And the pastor, to the consternation of virtually everybody there, said yes. And then the next question was, does your wife know that? Because any normal man would not allow their wife to be abused and raped like that. Well, I, I totally agree. I mean, this is insanity. But this is why, uh, if, I, if I may describe it this way, this is why we have steers behind the pulpits. I don't know where the bulls are, but somehow they lost their horns and an ability to give life. And we're in deep trouble because we're not led by Issachars. We're led by ignorant people that don't even understand the Scripture, Matt. Well, that's it. We need to know what we say we believe. And I think for all Americans who are Christian patriots. It starts with reading the Bible cover to cover, knowing what we actually believe in. As you read the Bible, praying and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you as you're reading the Word of God. I think the second thing is we need to read the Constitution of the United States. And the preamble, a lot of people read the Bill of Rights, but the preamble to the Bill of Rights as well, and the Declaration of Independence, understand what we believe in our constitutional republic, and then also Know what your state constitution says. Here in Washington, we have an absolutely fantastic state constitution. Article 1, Section 10 says there is an absolute freedom of conscience in all matters of religious sentiment. Article 26, the irrevocable portion of the Washington state constitution, says there shall be perfect toleration of religious sentiment, and no person shall be molested in their person or their property based on their mode of worship. And one of the modes of worship is what you put in your body. So this speaks directly to these so-called vaccine mandates and says, no, that's, that's going against the plain, clear wording of even the state constitution. We need to know what rights are actually protected by these documents, what rights are given to us by God, so that we know what we should be protecting and where we should be standing up. Well, you're exactly right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I wrote two articles, again, eight pages on self-defense. What is a Christian's responsibility in this area? If you're not receiving those, they're free. Just uh, write to me, warning at worldministries.org. Warning at worldministries.org. Once again, warning at worldministries.org. Or telephone 6295248 and we'll put you on the mailing list. We'll send it to you absolutely free. We have a responsibility. Our predecessors, pastors before us, knew what their responsibilities were. But right now we have a dysfunctional church. Pastors don't seem to even understand the basic elements of Scripture. And uh, that's why we're losing the Republic of the United States of America. Now, Matt, you were in the military. I was in the military. Uh, I was in law enforcement, um, actually uh, in law enforcement, investigating felony crime and a sniper on the SWAT team. Now, I understood all of this as my responsibility as a Christian 
to defend freedom for Americans. And I, I as a sniper, uh, once, you know, we went to the most dangerous situations and once negotiations failed uh, and they could not uh, accomplish their goal any other way. But if I heard green light, my responsibility was to pull the trigger and take him out. A shot through the eye hit the brain. And if I fail to do that, innocent people are being killed. I mean, killed right then. Whether it's a woman, a man, uh, children. So grace had ended. And now for mercy and grace to save the innocent, uh, I had no problem if I was called upon to pull the trigger. Matt? Well, one of the things I think we need to be thankful for during this Thanksgiving week is that we should be thankful for our first responders. We should be thankful for our military that have made this choice. And I was recently having a discussion with somebody who was really struggling about what they did in Vietnam and how many people they killed in Vietnam. And I very clearly explained to them that those people made a choice to be part of something evil. And you don't necessarily fight for... The, the bureaucrat in an office or the politician in an office, you fight for the person next to you, you fight for the innocent civilians that could be harmed based on the actions of people under the influence of evil. And when you, when you take that shot, it mattered to the guy next to you. It mattered to his children. It mattered to his grandchildren that they can live in freedom that they can pursue the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has for their life, the destiny he has for life, that mattered to them. It mattered to their families. And I think we forget about that uh, portion of the equation quite often, and so do pastors when they have this discussion uh, and, and think that we should just lay down and let evil invade this country. No, on the contrary, we have been called and we have been made a kingdom for our Lord Jesus Christ, and we need to be expanding his kingdom throughout this earth, and that means taking ground from the enemy, being on the offense, not on the defense. Well, I totally agree. I'm just going to once again just read some bullet points out of this these two news articles, part one and two of, Is Self-Defense Justified for a Christian? What does the Bible say about retaliation or vengeance? What do the scriptures say about self-defense? Self-defense is warranted for an unlawful arrest. What did Jesus say about buying weapons? Legal execution, justifiable homicide. What does it say about it? What is God's view on protecting yourself and your family? Also, owning weapons for self-defense and a righteous war, a just war. Also, mercy and grace for accidental homicide. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is filled, the whole Bible is filled with the morality, the values of God. And, and the Bible is filled, the courtrooms in the beginning of the United States, they use the Bible for morality, justice, and ethics. We would not have a nation free under God that's been a liberator of freedom all around the world and also been a promoter of the gospel if it wasn't for Christians in the beginning that knew their responsibilities in this area of self-defense. Matt? I've heard some uh, pastors actually say that George Washington was wrong. And, you know, you just, you think of all of the good God has done through America, sending more missionaries throughout the world, 
more money throughout the world to spread the gospel of the kingdom, more disciples being made throughout the world because George Washington stood up against tyranny, because George Washington led an army against the physical manifestation of evil. And it just, it, it, it is... It is so ludicrous to me to try to defend a position where if you have the ability to defend Christians, you have the ability to defend churches, that we should just lay down and let them be rampaged over and destroyed. It is so ludicrous to me. God has also made it clear in Scripture about soldiers. He didn't chastise the centurion for being a centurion. He said, greater faith hath no man than this. And we, we need to understand there is something inherent in being a soldier and being a first responder about that immediate obedience to lawful authority, authority or the highest authority, which in our case, and everyone's case, should be Jesus Christ. That, that immediate obedience is honored by God, and it is shown through the actions of veterans and first responders most dramatically in our day and age. Well, I, I totally agree, and I would I would say this uh, very seriously. If you're going to a church and your pastor uh, is a pacifist and he preaches that, I would leave that church. This is the problem: is is people don't know their responsibilities under God to uh, be an ambassador of Jesus Christ in this nation, and so we can have a free nation. But we're in serious trouble. Half of the churches are under the federal. Council of Churches, that's the National Council of Churches and the World-Based Geneva Council of Churches. Half of the churches, the mainline churches, half of them, that's a communist covering, Matt, a communist covering. And they they, they nullify sin, they back abortion, they back homosexuality, that's a communist cover, covering. They go along with the United Nations. This was intentionally created as a, as a communist covering to co-opt, compromise, and weaken the greatest moral force, the greatest threat to the globalists, the communists, and the jihadis in the world. This was created intentionally to do this, and churches are falling into the trap. Totally. Pastors are falling into the trap. Totally. Totally. Once again, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. My special guest, Matt Shea. He is the pastor of... On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. If you're in the Spokane area, I would uh, advise you to visit his church and consider making that your home church. Matt, uh, I want to, it says, powerful Democrat demands federal intervention on Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal, a dangerous precedent. Representative Jerry Nadler, D. New York, is demanding a federal review of Kyle Rittenhouse trial, claiming Friday the acquittal of the 18-year-old amounted to a miscarriage of justice. That should make you boiling. Well, it, it, it should. And Nadler has been uh, intentionally compromising on many issues that weaken America, not the least of which is our dealings with China. But on this specific issue, they don't, they don't like the outcome of a jury of his peers of all different ethnicities. They want to try to override that through some sort of federal intimidation campaign. This is what the Founding Fathers warned about using and weaponizing the federal government against political opponents. We see this happening uh, with the socialists today. 
We see them intentionally trying to turn uh, turn the federal government into into not just a weapon, but uh, a warning to anybody else who would stand up that you're going to get the same treatment. That is not what America is about. In fact, it's antithetical to the Constitution and the spirit of America. And it just shows you where they're at in their thinking and how far they're willing to go to try to implement tyranny in this country. Again, you're listening to the Warning Radio program. Special guest has been uh, Matt Shea, uh, 12 years, retired. Uh, He was serving in the state representative and former House Republican Caucus chair. Washington State, currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries in Kingdom Christian Academy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, pretty soon I'm going to be kicking off Eagles Saving Nations because it's up to the church to rise up and save this nation. I want to say once again, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I just preached a message just a couple days ago on total victory. And let me tell you, we're in for a fight, but I believe in victory. Matt, amen? Amen. And this is a time to give thanks uh, for this wonderful country God has given us. And may we continue to bless God by keeping it free. God bless all of you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.